Welcome to episode 38 of the Student Pilot Cast. Thank you, sir. May I have another? I'm Bill Williams, and I'm learning to fly in front of the world. Come join me as I complete my stage three check. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. We have Zulu, and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. Welcome back, SPC listeners. I'm glad to be back with you for another experience on my road to becoming a private pilot. Today, you'll be coming along as I complete my third stage check out of four. As you know from my previous few episodes, I'd been preparing for this. As I also mentioned before, I'd spent the previous four days of training for this stage check, including a makeup solo the morning of this check, which you can hear all about in episode 37. So finally, here we are ready to get passed off to one of the chief pilots to make sure I'm ready to enter the fourth and final stage of my training. The instructor and check pilot I'd be flying with today was Matt. The way Chandler Air Service does this stage check requires that I don't know where I'm going to be going until just before the flight. I'm given a bit of time after being told where I'll be going to create a plan for the flight and go over it beforehand with the check pilot. It's a bit like a ground lesson and a test rolled all into one. Of course, after flying the short flight planned, we'd likely do a diversion and he would have me demonstrate some other maneuvers as well. So this day, Matt told me to prepare a flight to Goldfield Ranch, or AZ-25, a private little strip, I don't know, about 10 nautical miles or so northeast of Falcon Field, or KFFZ. My flight plan took us from Chandler northeast toward Falcon Field, transitioning Falcon's airspace, and then on to Goldfield. Now, Goldfield is hard enough to find on a sectional chart, but from the air, it's downright camouflaged. I guess you'll hear all about that when we get to the audio there. For now, I had my short 25-mile flight planned and approved by Matt, so we were on our way. We'll start here grabbing the ATIS and my initial call to ground. Chandler Tower, information India, time 1547 Zulu, wind 350 at 1-1, temperature 34, dew 0.14, altimeter 2983, visual approach in use, landing and departing runways 4, left and right. Notice to airmen, multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport, up to 310 feet AGL. All departing aircraft advise ground control of direction of flight. Use caution for bird activity in the vicinity of Chandler Ground Cherokee 4122 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. We have India and we'd like a northeast departure. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta. Taxi to 4 left via Alpha Delta, Cherokee 22 Tango. It was still a little windy, 11 knots, but not as bad as earlier in the morning when I took my solo flight. The next day was the 4th of July, so everyone was revving up for picnics, hot dogs, fireworks, and whatever else everyone does. And remember, this is Phoenix, so it was blasted hot out there. So even though it was still just late morning, it was already 35 degrees Celsius, so our density altitude was probably already north of 4,000 feet. Matt gave me some quick instruction on leaning properly and knowing why to do this when density altitude is so high. Basically, put in full throttle and lean for max RPM. 
At this school, the procedure was to get to max RPM and then enrich in a bit more. That was their standard operating procedure, but I know many other people and organizations that have their own procedures, so certainly don't take that as gospel. After getting it leaned properly and finishing the rest of the run-up, we were ready to get going. It was only getting hotter and sitting on the taxiway was absolutely no fun. As I pulled up to the hold short line, Matt gave me some instructions. I'll let it run through the request for takeoff. I trailed off at the end of that request because I had it in my mind that I'd be doing a short field takeoff instead of a soft field, and I was about to ask for a momentary delay when I realized I didn't need it. Since you're all warmed up, Adam, why don't you do a soft field takeoff? Tower, Cherokee 4122 Tango is ready at 4 left. Uh, almost requested a delay. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Chandler Tower, hold short of runway 4 left, arriving traffic. Holding short of 4 left, uh, 22 Tango. Chandler Tower, helicopter 9, Victor Hotel is done on location and transition northbound. Helicopter 9 to Victor Hotel, thank you, and the R22 that I said was westbound appears to be northbound now. Off your right, about two and a half miles, same altitude. Yeah, that's right. Good sight. Thank you, ma'am. Nine Victor Hotel. Helicopter Nine Victor Hotel, thanks. While we were waiting for traffic, a Cessna 140 was coming in, presumably on a short field landing, because he barely, and I mean barely, by about six inches or so, got his mains on the pavement. You'll, you'll hear both of us expect a big cloud of dust and debris everywhere. He was coming in steep and very short. I, I thought he was in the dirt for sure, but he just made it. After his mains hit the pavement, his tailwheel came down just a moment later, also not very far onto the asphalt. I guess it was a perfect landing if he was going for short field, but there was absolutely no room for error on that one. Let's go all the way to takeoff. Cherokee 312, extend down and I'll call your base for a departure. 312. Chandler Tower from the west. Affirmative, 43601. Cherokee, 43601. Chandler Tower, thank you. In our left base runway, 4 left, report a 2-mile left base. 
601 report, two mile left base for runway four. I had a question here about the clearance and when I could turn, so I asked Matt. She gave me a straight out departure. When I'm out this far, can I slightly turn left on course or should I ask for that? Well, I would ask. I mean, if, she want, if you don't want to go straight out, ask her if it's all right if you make a left turn. Turns out better room. A five one, thanks. Jerky two two tango, frequency change approved. Frequency change approved, two two tango. There we go. Okay, so I had to thread the needle a little bit to stay out of Gateway's Class Delta airspace on the right, the Class Bravo on the left, and above us, and get it all sorted and get a clearance to transition Falcon. It was a little nerve wracking. In the meantime, Matt was asking me how I knew I was out of the Bravo to the left and how I knew exactly where I was and so on. So while I'm trying to verify and I'm listening on a packed Falcon Field tower frequency, I was starting to get close to their airspace without a lot of options. Matt vocalized a warning that was not necessary. I was already aware my time was running out while I was fighting drifting off of my altitude. I was getting pretty nervous. I'm getting close to their airspace here, so. All right, so what, what's the plan? Oh, you're going to fly free Falcon. Mike, traffic's turning left base to two mile final Cessna. You're going to be in Falcon's airspace in about 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. Falcon Tower Diamond 4152, USB holding short runway 22 left to request for takeoff. Left turn southeast on departure to departure junction. 4153, Whiskey Falcon Tower, Roger. Traffic on one and a half mile final Cessna. Runway 22 left, clear for takeoff, left turn out approved. Left turn, clear to 4152, Whiskey, clear for takeoff. Diamond 53, Whiskey, East Coast, Awake, Turbulence, King Air, just departing. Falcon Tower, Cherokee 4122 Tango is uh, over the uh, Superstition Freeway. We'd like to transition your airspace from south to north. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Falcon Tower, right then. Transition Falcon Class Delta Surface Area 2700 or above approved. Falcon Field Altimeter is 2985. 2985, we're identing and we'll transition 2700 or above. Uh, 22 Tango. Tesla 141, runway 22 left, clear to land. 4 clear to do Woo! That was a close one. I really was starting to wonder what I'd do, and Matt just let me deal with it. I wonder what his backup plan was, actually. Anyway, we, we got the clearance, and we continued northeast toward Falcon Field. And just beyond, about 10 miles or so, my destination at Goldfield Ranch. Falcon was busy. I'll let this run so you can hear the traffic until I was released from the frequency and back on my own. Metal 47, my traffic in front of you will cross the runway. Continue turn and then uh, to the ramp, Texas parking lot, ground point three. Experimental 990 Gulf Sierra, Apache Junction, inbound with Kilo. Experimental 990 Gulf Sierra, Falcon Tower on the level base, runway 22 left, report two mile left base, ID. Yeah, Gulf Sierra, we've probably gone a little past that by now. Experimental Joe Gulf Sierra, ID. I'm in uh, four, uh, 74 Bravo, runway 22 left, cleared for takeoff, left turn eastbound approved. 
Quick for takeoff, 22 left, left turn eastbound, 74 Bravo. Toronto Zero Golf Sierra, what are you saying? You pass, sir? Thank you. Actually, we're uh, kind of set up for a long straight in here right now. Zero Gulf Sierra, Roger. Straight in runway 22 left. I didn't observe five miles east northeast altitude indicates 3,300. Runway 22 left. Continue traffic holding your position. Zero Gulf Sierra. Turkey 22 Tango. Frequency change approved. Those, uh, snake departure southeast bound, sir. Sorry about that. It's up on Cherokee 22 Tango. Frequency change approved. 22 Tango. Helicopter 68 November. Frequency change approved. Number one, Cessna holding short runway 22 left, safe call sign and direction of departure. I spent the next few minutes looking for that tiny dirt strip. This is what was going on. Now there's this uh, road right here. So right at the bend of the road, after a straightaway, so that's right here. It should be right in front of me. Slow down a little. I'm curious why the slow down and descending. Oh, I just, I mean, so, so, so I can have a little more time to uh, see it. To the closer look. Arrival, tangle one, please. Uh -huh. Back four, thank you, and uh, thank you if you're looking for something that you can't find, it's better to be higher than lower. True. Well, thank you, True. You I don't even know which direction it runs because it's not on my chart. Uh, but do your position, you needed to... Well, it wouldn't show it on your chart anyway, even if it was on your chart. I think no it's this strip uh, right here. No I know, it's frustrating. Right? No, I wasn't frustrated. Right there. Make sure I was doing yep. it right. It's got a little turn around there. For, it goes this way, right? Yeah, right there. Okay, good. All right. Take me to Superior. You know where that is? Nope. <laughs> So, I thought I did a pretty good job finding it. I guess he didn't agree with my decision to slow down and descend to get a closer look around where I thought the strip would be, but I did find it, so all was well. As you heard, as soon as I was there, he told me to divert to Superior, or Echo 81. I didn't know where that was, so he showed me on the chart and let me at it. Here I am trying to figure out which direction to fly and at which altitude. Matt is quizzing me on where I'm at and what my plan is throughout. I was feeling a bit overwhelmed at this point already. Hey, two hands to do this. I know. Well, let go of the oak. What happens to the airplane? Yeah, I'm not trimmed up. Okay. Get it trimmed. It'll stay in the turn. Be back forward. Thank you. No, no traffic. Fly with your feet. I mean, you know, you're not doing it for a half an hour, but you're just, yeah. just long enough to get yourself a line drawn, figure out what's going on. Oh, there's another way to do that. I mean, if you look at it like this, uh -huh. okay, look. We're going this way, right? Yep. Okay, so that's southeast. The other side of this straight edge is parallel to this course, right? Gotcha. What if you just slid it over like that to the Stanfield VOR? Great idea. So, 125. And I'm right over the field. So, I'm going to turn to 100. What can we do about our altitude here? Well, we're definitely going to need to gain some. Have a good day. How much do we Likewise. But I'm asking you, what, what altitude, what, if you were going to fly there, what altitude yeah. would you pick to fly? Uh... 7,500, well, 
Probably 8,500. Got a 5,000 peak there. Can, how high can we go right here? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, how, how much airspace? No, right where we are right oh, now. Oh, how oh. high can I climb right here? Uh, right here, I can only go to 5,000. Well, here's the gold field. There's 7,000. Oh, oh, 7, but you're coming back down through 5,000, right? So we could at least fly to 5,000. Right. 4,800. So where are we right now? I don't know that yet. Nope, we're right here. Right where I put that line. Because the river's still in front of us. Alright. Ah, thank you. Hey, these mountains. There's a peak at 3,300. What else did you say you wanted to fly on the way out there, cruising-wise? Um, I'd probably go, well, I'd, I'd probably amend that to 7,500. As you heard at the end there, he pulled the throttle and gave me a simulated engine failure. We were at about 4,000 feet at the time over terrain that was probably about 1,700 feet MSL. Here's what I did. I messed up a little bit at the end as I chose the wrong direction to land on a road. So I got too low, put in the flaps a little bit early, and ended up having to switch to a field rather than the road. Not my finest hour. Alright, there's 73... Definitely going to turn around because I don't want anything to do with the mountains. I have a couple of options over here, so I'm going to head that way. What are your options? I've got this uh, big parking lot here. I've got that big straight long road, and it looks like i got a, sort of a dirt access road there. But I'm going to try an engine restart at this okay. altitude. So uh, full rich, carb heat on, boost pump. You know, make sure that the a little slow. Okay. Try these. Switch tanks. Okay, no no restart. Uh, I'm gonna get on 1215, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Two souls on board. We're about uh, 10 miles northeast of Falcon Field. We're going down. Um, I'm gonna brief you, so make sure your seatbelt is fastened. When we get lower, Gonna have you uh, open the door a little bit. right before touchdown. Right, how do I do that? Um, what I'm gonna need you to do is pull pull this up and then open that latch. Don't worry about it swinging open. Oops. Where are we going? I'm looking. Okay, I'm gonna go right right down here and land on this uh, on this road. It's an access road, so there's no cars on it and there's no there's no power lines. The power lines go straight. So, come back around. Watch that speed. Yep. Just noticed. Which direction are you going to land? I'm going to land coming back this way. So you're like turning out a downwind here? Yes. Touchdown point's going to be right here. So, a little low. Remember that when you put flaps on, you have to pitch your nose down to maintain that speed. 
Oh, where are you going to land? Yeah. I just switched to this field right here. <laughs> All right, let's go around. Okay. Go around, go around. Well, I still think we would have been fine, but I sure didn't execute it like I should have. I was way more nervous, I think, than I should have been. I was certainly learning a lot, and it was a good training experience. As I executed the go-around, Matt started right into the next phase of the check, and then debriefed me a bit on the emergency procedure. Okay, when you're able, I want you to turn right to uh, zero, 030 zero degrees and climb to 4,000 feet. Uh, not bad there. The only thing that really screwed you up there, I mean, you're, you you really were close into that field. Yeah. Really close into that road. And you notice, you remember what happens to your stall speed as you increase bank. Yeah. What happens? It goes down. It goes up. Coming up. Yeah, up. it goes yeah. up. So you stall at a higher air speed. I'm sorry, did you say 300? Zero, zero? Zero, three, zero, oh, 030. Oh, 4,000 feet. Okay. Uh, and you know you got to be careful of that. You don't want to. Last thing you want to do is stall the airplane when you're just about making it to a perfectly good road. You now think about like a traffic pattern. You, if you were if you were in the traffic pattern of Chandler like that, I would have. You're way lower than traffic pattern altitude, right. and you would have been really close to the runway. Okay, so you know you could have come out like this, turned around, and you certainly don't want to put the flaps in until you are positive you're going to make it. Okay. Because the flaps can. I mean, and, and flaps in an emergency situation. You're putting them all in or you're not putting them in at all until you okay. know you're going to touch down. I mean, boom, all of them in, you know. Uh, because you want to land with the flaps because that's going to help you touch down at the slowest possible airspeed. Right. Yeah, slowest possible ground speed, I should say, too. Okay, uh, let's go zero three zero, and uh, we're on our way up to... Uh, 4,000? 4,000, going through 2,200. You can take your boost pump off there, make sure your pressure stays up. All right, I got the airplane. Why don't you go put the hood on? All right, as you heard, it was hood time. Let's see what happens when I'm flying just by the reference to the instruments. I'll cut out the dead air time during this segment. Okay, got it? Got it. All right. Continue your climb to 4,000. So reference that attitude indicator and put the wings just on top of that horizon bar. Hold them there. Attitude indicator is primary for pitch and bank. It gives you real-time information on both. And when you're able, give me a right turn to 090. You're clear on the right. 090. All right, let's come a little further right to 120. 120. All right, we'll get up your level at 4,000, and we'll try some VOR stuff. Pitch, power, and trim when you're leveling off. So pitch to put your wings on the horizon. Power, you want to set the power at 20, about 2,500, 2,450. Well, with the heat, you know, you need a little extra power. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to cruise along at 80 knots here. We're not going anywhere, okay? You want to hold it down level there until you pass 90 knots, then set the power back. I'm just going to lean this here because gas is expensive. <laughs> uh, all right, why don't you uh, fly heading 120 for now. And uh, can you tell me what Phoenix radial we're on at the moment? Are we tuned in? No. 115.6. I want the from. Oh, we're on the 60 degree, well, 65 degree radial. It'd be the 065. 065. Okay, 065 degree radial. All right. Gotta trim this. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, if I wanted to know, uh, if I asked you to intercept, let me see something here a second. If I asked you to intercept the 360 degree radial out of Stanfield, how would we do that? Well, I would, I would tune it in. Just check this here. 114.8. And I'm sorry, what was the radial? 360. Get it two, and I'm going to turn right to intercept it. I want to go past 180 because that's the heading I want. So what do you do with the needle centers? I'm going to turn to 180 and correct for the wind. Okay, that's if you wanted to go inbound to Stanfield, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, what did you say? If you wanted to go outbound, what would you do? Oh, well, I would... Do this. Uh-huh. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I can hold on to it. Yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, so if you wanted to go outbound on that, now what heading would you turn to? Well, so just I'm going to go 320. Three, uh, okay. And I'm past it. You okay. understand why I'm saying? Yes. You, you get that? Okay. Yes. You look at this and figure it out. Don't, don't try and know your position on there. Okay. Okay? Because that won't help you. Okay, now I want you to get your wings level. Take a heading to fly. 320. All right. Now take me straight to Gateway. The, or the Willie VOR, sorry. How would you do that? The Willie VOR? Yeah, the Willie right. VOR. Uh, first got to find it. Okay. 113.3. Going to make a left turn to okay. 202. Zero five degrees. All right, I got the airplane. Go ahead, take the hood off. Okay. He had me all over the sky with that VOR hood work. I was done with the hood, but he had more flying in store for me, of course. I fumbled around a little bit trying to go straight for Willie, but I did figure it out. We were um, about to enter their airspace on our way back to Chandler after Matt helped me find where we were exactly on the chart, and he asked where the Bravo was. And I noticed my altitude, and that at my altitude, I was about to head straight into it. So I started to turn. He said, descend. Now. <laughs> we pulled the power and ducked under the Bravo. I'm still not sure why my first reaction was to turn, rather than just to lose 500 feet real quick and, and duck under it. But that's what I did, and, and uh, he had me just duck under it. I was certainly getting some good experience. It was time to transition Gateway's airspace. I've talked about Gateway before. It's the old, now-closed, Williams Air Force Base. After being closed during the Clinton administration, Williams Air Force Base was turned over to the city of Mesa and became a municipal airport, which just happens to have 10,000-foot runways that are 150 feet wide. Currently, it's used quite a bit for Arizona State University's aviation program for training, and the area around the airport houses ASU's Polytechnic campus. Other colleges heavily use it as well, and I believe even the University of North Dakota does aviation program operations there, or at least they used to. The military still uses it pretty heavily as well, and there's even an airline flying in there now, a Legion Air flying MD-80s. It also happens to be the closest airport to my home. It's about eight or ten minute drive away. One great recent experience at Gateway, though, is that it was there that I got a tour of the inside of one of the six Boeing 787 Dreamliner test airplanes a few months ago. That was pretty cool. It's sometimes nice to have connections. In any case, I needed to transition their airspace to get back to Chandler on the other side. 
Tower, four, Cherokee 4122 Tango is northeast of the field. Uh, we'd like to transition the airspace to Chandler. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Gateway Tower, contact Gateway Tower on 124.75 with your request. 124.75, thank you. Gateway Tower, Cherokee 4122 Tango is northeast of the field, five, six miles. Uh, would like to transition the airspace to Chandler. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Gateway Tower, position approved at 3,500. The gateway altimeter is 2986. Traffic Cessna holding over to Wheel of EOR at 4,000. Okay, can you repeat the altitude, please? 22 Tango. Cherokee 4122 Tango, transition approved at 3,500. At 3,500, uh, 22 Tango. Anything you recognize yet? Yeah, the airport. Which one? Uh, Gateway. Gateway, okay. All right, so now we see Gateway. So where's Chandler? Chandler is going to be just past it. I need to make a slight right turn. I see an airplane going into Chandler. So I'm looking for Chandler and crossing over Gateway. Nowadays this is very familiar to me and it's pretty easy to find Chandler, but re remember that at this time I'd never approached Chandler from this direction except once at night. And nothing looked very familiar. It's still amazing how difficult it can be to find things on the ground sometimes. A moment later I found it. Okay, I got Chandler. Attention all aircraft, gateway to information tangles current. Runway is three zeros in use, wind variable at six, altimeter two niner eight six. Gateway tower, Diamond Star four one seven four Bravo with you, ILS three zero center. Diamond four one seven four Bravo, gateway tower, report snow, you're following a helicopter four mile final. Report snow and we'll look for the traffic, uh, we're under a hundred seven four Bravo. Gateway Tower, helicopter 70562, snow inbound for runway, GPS runway 30 center. Helicopter 70562, traffic Cessna left downwind, runway 30 left. Runway 30 center, clear for the option, fly runway heading. 30 center, clear for the option, fly runway heading, 562. I then eventually got released to start talking to Chandler. Cherokee 22 Tango, delete altitude restriction, frequency change approved. Frequency change approved, 22 Tango, thank you. direction? Well, if you're coming in from here, which runway do you think they're going to give you? Fours are in use. They're going to give me uh, four right, most likely. Okay, so put 33-1. Dang it. Do you remember the Doctor, I think designator? Go frequency change frequency huh? I do. Juliet. Oh, yeah, thank you. But put the right frequency in there. Yeah. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4122 Tango is leaving uh, uh, Gateway. Uh, we have Juliet inbound for landing. 
412 correction, 412 Tango, make right traffic and right four right, report downwind. Right traffic, four right, report downwind, 22 Tango. Cherokee one runway four right, clear to land. Thanks for the Juliet. 341. Well, you got this fancy knee board, you know. I know. Write stuff like that I down. wrote the outgoing one, India. Easy to do that when you're on the ground. <laughs> Man, I was flustered. I continued on toward the downwind leg. Before I was even able to report the downwind, I got my clearance. Here you go. Helicopter 87 Kilo Taxi, Charlie, clear touch, go. Sorry, 87 Kilo requested to make this approach to Taxi Bravo for maneuver. Helicopter 87 Kilo Taxi, Charlie, cleared to land, and I'll crash you on the ground. Uh, Roger, Taxi, Charlie, clear to land, 87 Kilo. Tonic 49 Sierra, number two, follow a Cherokee, uh, a beam maybe slightly behind and to your right, entering downwind. Number two, following the traffic, Seneca 449 Sierra. Turkey 2 Tango, number two, follow a Cherokee right base, runway 22 right, or correction, runway 4 right, clear to land. Traffic in sight, 4 right, clear to land, 22 Tango. After turning base, the Seneca behind me got cleared to land after me. I was secretly hoping he was pretty far back there. I knew he'd likely be quite a bit faster than me on the approach. Seneca 490, number two, follow the Cherokee right base, runway four right, clear touch go, that traffic's full stop. Number two, following the Cherokee, and I have the Cherokee in sight. Clear number two, four runway four right, Seneca 4490. So here Matt was bringing to my attention that I was a little bit fast turning final and I had a quick discussion with him about my plan to use only two notches of flaps. The wind had died down considerably from my experience earlier in the morning, but it was still a bit of a crosswind and, and it had been gusting, so I made my intentions clear to him and he nodded okay, so that's what I did. Final approach speed to this airplane. It's uh, 70, uh, 70 knots, I'm slowing it up right now. You want to use full flaps? I was, uh, because of the wind, I was going to use two. That's all right with you. We didn't really speak during the landing, but I'll let it play out until we're cleared to the ramp. Check 851, hold short of runway 4 left, remain in 60. Hold short 4 left, 851. Helicopter 87 kilo, hold short of runway 4 right. Hold short 4 right, 87 kilo. Love it when those struts collapse like that. Cherokee 51, cross runway 4 left. Contact ground 124.4 off. Cross the one right, contact ground 851. Cherokee 51, continue your taxi, leave room for a Cherokee behind you. 851, Roger. Cherokee 22 Tango, continue taxi, cross 4 left at November, contact ground 124.4 off. Continue across four left, uh, contact ground two two tango. Down ground Cherokee uh, four seventy five yeah, one uh, taxiway out. Cherokee four seven eight five one chin the ground taxi to the ramp eight five one. Sure, I got everything. Flaps, boost pump, car beat, transponder standby, lean mixture. Ground. 
Stay on the ground, uh, Cherokee 4122 Tango. Uh, I'd like to taxi to the ramp. Cherokee 4122 Tango, check on the ground. Taxi to the ramp. Taxi to the ramp, 22 Tango. And again, we didn't speak all the way into parking. I was extremely exhausted. So it turns out that I was not very happy with my performance on this flight as a whole. I mean, it's still better than a kick in the butt, but I was disappointed in myself for letting the flight fluster me. I wasn't as sharp as I could have been, and I let the pressure of the phase check put me in a state of mind that was not conducive to confident flying. I was also tired very tired. In hindsight, during my drive home from the airport that morning, I was definitely second-guessing my decision to fly so often over the past three or four days, and especially for completing two flights that morning. I probably should have postponed the phase check when I figured out that I needed to make up the solo flight. In any case, it was done. We debriefed in Matt's office, and he went over a few things to think about and to work on. He was also encouraging but I was still disappointed in myself. No matter, though, nothing was going to discourage me from my dream. So I knew I needed to pick myself up, do some studying, and prepare for my next and final phase of my training. I was going to be a pilot, even if this day was a bit below par. Besides, I had a great adventure coming up next. In our syllabus, the long solo cross-country was the first flight in phase four, and even after the perceived brutality of my phase check this day, I was still excited for my next solo cross country, which we'll cover next time. Until then, thanks for listening. I love getting your emails and comments, so keep them coming in. Even today, I hear from new listeners who just started listening to the back episodes, and that makes me very happy that we've created a nice resource of content for hopefully many generations of, of new pilots to enjoy. If you'd like to contact me, there's several ways to do it. First, a simple email to bill at studentpilotcast.com will do the trick. You can also go to the website studentpilotcast.com and use the contact link to drop me a message. Lastly, you can always find me in the Twitter sphere at twitter.com slash billwill. That's B-I-L-L-W-I-L. And don't forget to check out Freddie's Learning to Fly Guide if you want to get some details on flight training if you're interested in starting. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode as usual on the website, again, which is at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, you will have bad days during training, and probably in anything else you do for that matter. These experiences, if you're smart about it, will be some of the best learning you do. Don't let yourself get too frustrated. Stay safe. Make good decisions, which is sometimes not to go, of course. But most importantly, when you can, get out there and fly. There is no substitute for experience. The 
music for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot Cast using iTunes, Zune, or any other podcast aggregator at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and for me alone in the situation we were in at the time. Please do not try to blindly apply anything you see or hear in this episode or in any other episode to your own flying without thinking it through on your own completely. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.